What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell from our Buchanan campus. And today I have the honor of continuing our Hebrew study together with chapter 11, verses 13 through 19. And I'll be reading in the English Standard Version. It says this, These all died in faith not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Well, if you tuned in yesterday for the previous verses, you know that it was the kind of our hall of fame, the hall of faith. By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. We got to hear um, these stories about the faith that each of these um wonderful uh, believers demonstrated in their walk, the faith that they demonstrated day in and day out. So we pick up in 13 with this kind of sobering just reminder and emphasis that these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. You know, it's pretty profound to think about this, these great, um, just icons of our faith, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Elijah, so many others as well, um, that we can look at and see just such demonstrations of faith in how they lived and died, which is really powerful because Moody, D.L. Moody comments on the fact that they all died in faith without receiving the promises. And Moody says, you know, we ought in these days to have far more faith than Abel, Enoch, or Abraham had because they lived way on the other side of the cross. When we talk about the faith of Elijah and the patriarchs and the prophets, they lived in the dim light of the past while we benefit from the full blaze of Calvary and the resurrection. When we look back and think of what Christ did, how he poured out his blood that men might be saved, we ought to go forth in his strength and conquer the world. Our God is able to do great and mighty things. But here is Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah. They all died in faith, not having received the things promised. Now, in some cases, they received a deposit, a down payment of that promise. We know Abraham and Sarah did receive Isaac. They birthed Isaac um, and they saw him grow. But then God asked this very hard 
thing of him and asked Isaac to sacrifice or asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And you know what's so profound to me about this story, if you read the whole story of Abraham and Isaac, is that Abraham got up early (laughs) to go do this. And I just keep thinking, like, I think I would have been looking for every possible excuse to delay this activity, to delay this obedience, but not Abraham. And why his faith was so strong and so firm and so deeply rooted that like verse 19 says, he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. He did receive Isaac back from the dead because Isaac was all but dead based on what the Lord was asking him to do. He was literally in the act. It says he received the promises while in the act of offering up his only son, this son through which so much promise had been placed and given. And yet he considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. How powerful is that? I just love that the writer of Hebrews gives us this glimpse and this perspective of that story because for so long, I just find it so hard. We, any of us that um, have children that we love, especially if, if we're parents of these children, the idea of going to sacrifice our child, um, especially a child of such promise and that God had put so much into um, this whole future, their descendants being more than the sand and, and all of these things, so much going on there. But here's Abraham. He didn't even hesitate. He got up early to go obey and do what the Lord called him to do um, because he, his faith was so strong that he didn't fear even killing his own son because he so strongly believed that God was able even to raise him from the dead. And he is, and he was. And so how powerful is that? And here we are now. We have the benefit of looking at these heroes of our faith, of seeing the evidence of God's provision time and time again, and most especially in the sending of his son, the Messiah, to die, be buried, resurrected, and ascended on our behalf. So how much more then should we be able to both walk and live and die in faith? Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Isn't it always just about perspective, church? If we could just grasp that this land, this earth is not our home. We're just traveling through. We are seeking a homeland that's beyond this ground on which we walk. And when we keep that in our mind and when we keep our eyes fixed on the truth of who God is and what he says, um, it gives us this just supernatural power to live and die in faith. You know, the faith, having faith doesn't allow us to escape our circumstances and it does not allow us to escape death itself. But what it does do is allow us to actually die in faith. God definitely doesn't um, answer every prayer for restoration of health. He doesn't prevent every saint from dying. No, saints die as well as sinners. Um, if you just look throughout, only two um, that we know of in scripture have entered glory by some other way. And there will come a day when the Lord comes back a second time, when those who are alive and remain may not see death, but that day, as far as we know, is not yet. So death is inevitable, but we can die in 
faith. And living faith leads us and guides us and gives us dying faith. W.E. Vine, um, a dictionary of biblical terms, defines faith as this. It says, faith is believing that God will keep his promises despite circumstances that seem to be to the contrary. True faith that saves one's soul includes at least three main elements. First, a firm persuasion or firm conviction. Second, a surrender to that truth. And third, a conduct emanating from that surrender. In some, faith shows itself genuine by a changed life. And based on the verses that we've just read, I would go a step further and also say faith shows itself genuine in how we die, a death in faith, um, as well as a life, a changed life of faith. You know, it can seem a little discouraging um, to see and to read this record of these heroes of our faith and then to have it followed up by verse 13, these all died in faith not having received the things promised. But, oh, (laughs) fellow believers, don't you know that once reunited with Christ in glory and in all that is still to be unfolded in in eternity, um, they have certainly received all things that were promised and they have seen the fruition of all things. And we have that um, as our hope as well. We must desire a better country, a heavenly one, And verse 16, the second half of that verse, is just so convicting to me. It said, Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Oh, church, I hope that that can always be said of us as well, that God is not ashamed to be called our God. He has prepared for us. He prepared for them a city. And by faith, we too, in testing, can trust and rest in the full knowledge that God is always working all things together for our good and for his glory, for those who believe on him, who call on him and are called according to his purposes. So he is able and we can trust in that. We can live by faith. We can die in faith. Maybe not having received all that has yet been promised, but we will know that it is coming. We acknowledge that we are but strangers and exiles on this earth, and we seek a far greater country, a heavenly one, that will come. We have a firm persuasion, a firm conviction of the truth of glory, and all we do is surrender to that and live a life changed by it. So church family, I am praying for you and for me in this time and in these weeks, um, in all the days that we have left, that our lives will be marked by changed behaviors, by transformed thinking and living by faith, and that that living faith will give us dying faith to die well as saints fully trusting that what God says is true that he does what he says he will do, and that he is who he says he is. I hope that you'll join us back here tomorrow to continue on in our study of Hebrews together. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.